Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Fit as a Fighter podcast. My name is Trisha, and I am your host. And what we're going to talk about today is which diet is the best one for you. It can be so confusing when it comes to weight loss and dieting advice. Everybody knows somebody nowadays that's lost 20 pounds doing this diet or that diet. And if you've been struggling with your weight loss, and now all of a sudden we're getting through the holidays and January 2023 starts, there is going to be a lot of noise, a lot of promotions, a lot of people selling stuff on Facebook of, you know, this is the secret of how to lose weight. And guess what? A lot of them do actually work. <laughs> but the question really shouldn't be, does it work? There should be more questions than does it just work? Does it work long term? Does it work for me and my lifestyle? Is it something I can stick to? What are the long term health implications of this diet, right? So these are the things we don't often think of because we want the instant gratification of the weight loss. But I want to talk about a few of the most popular diets over the last few years that you might come across, or maybe you've already tried, or maybe you're considering, but you're not sure. And I have people ask me all the time, you know, Trisha, what do you think about this diet? What do you think about that diet? Oh, my friend is doing this thing. What do you think? Should I do it with her? And I'm going to get to what my answer really will be at the end, but I want to kind of go through each one because honestly, a lot of diets do work in the sense that they put you in a calorie deficit, meaning that you are burning more calories than you take in, which is what allows your body to lose weight. The challenge is that some of them may not fit your lifestyle. And the challenge is that because of that, you may not be able to stick to it, meaning that once you stop, you gain all the weight back. And some of these diets are so harsh and so strict that you end up gaining back more weight and it's more difficult to lose it the next time around. So I'm going to kind of start with the worst one. I don't think it's any secret if you follow me on social media about how I feel on this one. And that is the Octavia diet. Octavia, I think it's Octavia, whatever you call it. It's really a glorified, uh, you know, modern version of Slim Fast. I think that the company was previously named Medifast, which there was a lot of lawsuits and a lot of issues with, so they had to rebrand it. But anyways, if you're not sure what the Octavia diet is, It is a diet where you are eating a very restricted calorie amount, about 900 calories a day, I'm guessing. And you eat packaged food throughout the day and you get one meal at night, which they call your lean and green. Now, this meal can be, I think, four to five ounces of protein and just whatever vegetables, basically no carbs, no fat, nothing else, just protein and some kind of big salad or veggies or whatever. Now, obviously, once you start doing this for a week, your body is going to drop a lot of weight very fast. This is the appealing part, right? Because you're putting your body in such an extreme calorie deficit. Let's say you were eating 1,800 calories or 2,000 or 3,000 calories a day, and now you start eating 900 calories for seven days in a row, your body is going to go, whoa, and it's going to lose that weight super fast. However, think about how little that amount of food is. 
And how long can you really continue to eat like that? What happens when it's a holiday? As of uh, the recording that I'm, I'm doing this today, it's Thanksgiving this week, right? It's the holidays, it's Hanukkah, it's Christmas coming up, it's New Year's. Can you really sustain on that packaged food, right? Are you really just gonna eat one slice of turkey and some carrots and some salad greens on Thanksgiving? Right. Or are you going to want to enjoy the food that your family made and spend time and, you know, eat the thing that your grandmother prepared or whatever it is. Right. So that is the first issue is that it makes it extremely difficult on social events, holidays, going out to eat. Of course, they're going to tell you it's not impossible. Of course, you can order something on the menu or sure, you can just get a couple slices of turkey and some cranberry sauce and, you know, a salad. Of course, you can do that. And I've, of course, as a professional fighter, had years where I had to do that on Thanksgiving because I was doing a very extreme diet trying to cut weight for a fight. (laughs) However, when you get to that point where you are just sick of it, whatever point that is, and you just cannot keep eating that little amount of food anymore, the rebound that's going to happen when you go from eating 900 calories back up to the normal amount you used to be eating, it's going to be a big shock to your body and the weight gain is going to happen very fast. Your body is not going to know what to do with those extra calories. Not to mention because you were eating so little calories before, they actually recommend you to not exercise doing that extreme diet. That's how dangerously low calorie it is. So this is why so many people, they do lose weight very fast, but they put the weight back on even faster. So that is why I do not, one of the many reasons, recommend doing the Octavia diet. And what happens is if somebody does actually do it for a long time, they can become extremely metabolically adapted, meaning that their body gets so used to only consuming that 900 calories that it takes a very long time for the metabolism to heal and to be able to actually ever eat more again and be able to lose weight. It's not impossible, but it takes a lot more work to heal your metabolism, to reverse the adaptations that happen to your hormones. Um, It can really be a mess. So that is the con of that one. Of course, if you want to lose weight very fast, go for it. Starve yourself. But if you don't want to have that extreme bounce back, that extreme weight gain, I definitely caution you to not do that diet. So moving on to the next one, this is, I feel like a little less popular these days, but I feel like some elements are still very, very prevalent in the way women think about food. Okay. And this next diet, everybody knows it. Keto. Everybody knows somebody who's lost 20 pounds doing keto, right? We all know somebody's sister-in-law, cousin, coworker. you know, everybody's got somebody that's lost weight doing keto. Uh, this is, you know, I think not as popular of a diet, But I still feel that women especially fear carbs so greatly and they really, really believe that not eating carbs is the answer to losing weight. And it's simply not true. Okay, the answer to losing weight, guys, is being in a calorie deficit. That's why these diets do work for a certain amount of time, because by eliminating carbohydrates and only eating fat and protein, you know, by eliminating a whole food group, then you probably are eating a significantly less amount of calories. Now, you know, much like the Octavia diet, this can be also appealing because it doesn't take a lot of effort, right? It takes way less effort to only open packages of food and eat that versus prepping your meals. It takes a lot less time and effort 
to just say, I'm not going to eat any carbs versus measuring out your food, portioning it, logging your food, knowing how much you're actually eating. I understand that takes a lot of time and energy, and it may be easier for you mentally to just eat the packages of food or just say, I'm never going to eat any carbs. In that moment, it might be easier, right? But again, going back to that first one I talked about, it's how long can you really go without eating carbs? (laughs) Not only that, not only that, carbohydrates are an essential macronutrient for your body, especially for women, especially for women. Carbohydrates are quickly converted into glucose, which gives our muscles and our body and our brain and our immune system energy to function. Carbohydrates also help with your thyroid hormones, and they also help convert those hormones to help your metabolism. So if you are eating an adequate amount of carbohydrates and you're in a calorie deficit, you can lose weight, right? If carbs are not the enemy. Typically what happens, the reason why people blame carbs is because what do we like to eat carbs with, right? Nobody is gaining weight because they ate too much white rice with nothing on it. Nobody's gaining weight because they had too much plain pasta. Guys, my daughter won't even eat plain pasta, right? You got to put some butter on it, right? Or sauce or olive oil, okay? So carbs are not the enemy. It's typically because we love those highly palatable foods like French fries, which what's a French fry? It's going to be potato, which is a carb, which is not inherently bad to eat white potatoes, but we throw them in grease and now we have a big fat bomb. We have a big caloric, heavy, dense fried food. And then we think, well, it's the carbs fault right? It's not the carbs fault. It's because we overconsumed calories and we made it in a highly palatable form that made us want to overconsume it. So I'm getting off on a tangent here, but keto, there's no magic trick to it. Okay. If let's say if you're somebody that you really don't care for carbs, I don't know any of those people, maybe that might work for you long-term. Maybe you really are one of those crazy people. Like I see, uh, what's his name, Rob Lowe on the commercials, the Atkins diet, right? It's the same thing as keto, no carbs, you know, very low carbs, eat the bars. And, you know, Rob Lowe is on the commercial looking handsome and looking like he hasn't aged in 20 years, talking about how, you know, your body gets used to it and it's a lifestyle and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, come on, Rob Lowe. Like (laughs) maybe Rob Lowe doesn't need carbs in his life, but I sure do. And you probably do too. So all of that to say, keto, eh not sustainable, not sustainable. And carbs are not the enemy. In fact, by eliminating carbs for a long period of time, you could be putting damage on your thyroid and you could be slowing down your metabolism. So that's an X on that one. Now, moving along here to another very popular, very popular dieting method, which is intermittent fasting. Now, intermittent fasting is really a just limiting a way to limit your eating window. So there's many different ways you can do it. The most popular is where you are only eating for eight hours during the day and you're fasting for 16 hours of the day. So let's say you start eating your first meal at 12 p.m. and you do not eat another bite after 8 p.m. Now, honestly, you know, at first glance, there's really nothing magic to it. There's really nothing that 
quote, detrimental to intermittent fasting, if you just look at it real quick at a first glance. But there's also, you know, like I said, there's no magic to it, okay? The reason why it works is because you're shortening your eating window, which typically means if you're eating for less hours of the day, if you're skipping an entire meal and you're not snacking at night, then without even having to count calories, you're probably gonna eat a few hundred calories or more less per day. And that's why it helps people lose weight. However, a few things can happen. If you are so ravenous by noon that you end up eating three times as much as you normally do during those eating windows, then you're not gonna lose weight because you won't be in a calorie deficit. So again, there's no magic to it. There's no magic to it. If you are a male, this can typically work better for females because our our hormones are much more sensitive when it comes to stress. By not eating breakfast in the morning and just slamming coffee and having caffeine and having that spike in cortisol, it can actually also have a negative impact on your metabolism. Women are much more sensitive to stress than men. So if we're starting our day, we're running around with the kids or we're trying to rush to get ready for work, we slam some coffee, we don't eat any breakfast, by noon, you probably have a headache, you're probably starving, you probably can't stop thinking about food, and that's not a good state to be in. So, you know, there are a few exceptions of people that it really does work for them, even women. I know a few women that really just love it. That's what they like to do. Um, But I always tell my clients like again if it's something that I I did have a client a couple weeks ago that he told me like yeah I just you know I saw it in men's health magazine and so I thought maybe I would try it and it did work but he's like I just I couldn't stop thinking about food you know after eight o'clock and when I woke up in the morning it's like I couldn't stop thinking about food you know I was just going crazy and by the time 12 o'clock like I was counting the seconds until I could start eating and so if it makes you so fixated on food to where you're just that's all you can think about and you can't wait to consume a whole boatload for lunch, then I honestly don't think it's the best diet for you. (laughs) So, you know, take that for what it's worth, but there's no magic to it. Honestly, you're just making a shorter eating window in which you are in a calorie deficit. And again, I caution for the women because if it does put you in a more heightened stress in the morning than you already are, this is going to be bad news bears for your metabolism and your hormones. Next Next, we're almost to the end, guys. Now, this one is probably the one I have the least amount of problems with. (laughs) So that's why I saved it second to last. So this is Weight Watchers, okay? Everybody has probably heard of Weight Watchers. Uh, I remember my aunt doing Weight Watchers back in the 90s, back in the mid 90s. This was before technology. Now I think they do virtual meetings. She used to go to the meetings in person. And I think that was one of the benefits of it is that you had to show up in person in front of other people also trying to lose weight and step on the scale in a room full of people. (laughs) So that is accountability right there. You know, you got to step in person, not just report how much you weigh on an app. So that's a different level. And the reason I do actually like this diet for some people is because it promotes food freedom. There's no eliminating foods, right? The beauty of Weight Watchers is that you can eat the foods you want, okay? They give you a point system. You know, you can have a brownie, you can have a cake. It might cost you this amount of points in your day, but you could still have it, okay? Now, there are just, you know, a couple things that make it maybe not the best diet in the world. And one of them is that there's really no personalization, okay? So this can be a tough one. 
is that you may be eating a certain amount of points that was recommended to you, um, but it may be way less than you should be eating. Maybe it's you know kind of the same as the Octavia or the keto. Maybe you're gonna be eating too little for a long period of time to where you are gonna become metabolically adapted. That could happen, okay? Also, there's really no education or awareness besides the points. So you really don't understand, you know, what you're eating, how much of it you're eating. You're just kind of going by these numbers that they assign. And there are some foods that they, you know, tell you they can eat unlimited amounts, but those foods still have calories. I don't care if it's corn. I don't care if it's spinach. Those things still have calories, right? So that's a little bit of a kind of a funky part that I'm not crazy about. But overall, Overall, if that's something that floats your boat and you are looking to lose weight and it is something that's easier for you to grasp, for some people it's not, some people it's more confusing, that one, you know, okay. (laughs) If it works for you, go for it. Now, the last one, the last one I'm going to talk about today is, of course, the one that I teach my clients and that I use in my own life and in my own fitness goals, and that is flexible dieting. Now, flexible dieting, it might also be referred to as, um, you know, if it fits your macros. I like using flexible dieting. And the beauty of flexible dieting is that we learn exactly how much our body needs, not just to lose weight, Okay, weight loss, of course, is what everybody wants. But we also make sure that we're eating enough fiber to have proper digestion. So you're going to the bathroom every day. We're making sure that we're eating enough protein so that we are able to gain muscle and lose body fat and not just be skinny fat when we lose weight, but actually have muscle tone and actually have the body shape that we want. So learning about your macros and knowing flexible dieting To me, this is food freedom. This means that I can eat what I want and still know that I can accomplish my goals with my fitness, with my body, with my health. Also, when I'm helping clients, I can become a very good detective to help them feel their best, not just to lose weight, but to help them feel better, to feel stronger. We can really look at everything, okay? It's like uh, budgeting, okay? If you know you're saving up for a trip, you know exactly how much money you're going to need from that trip and you're going to start working towards it every day. It's the same with macros. If you have a budget every day, this is how many calories you can eat. This is how much protein. This is how many carbs. This is how much fat. And basically you can have whatever you want as long as it fits that budget. So it can be a little overwhelming for people at first. Hey, I'll be honest with you, if you're new to macro tracking, if you're new to calorie counting, it can feel tedious, it can feel daunting. But once you learn how to do it, and if you have a coach who helps teach you the tips, the tricks, how to do it more efficiently, how to only have to log once for several days, or how to save meals in your MyFitnessPal or whatever tracking app you use, there are a lot of things that make it extremely easy and efficient to really, you know, be able to eat what you want and stay on track with your goals. Now, again, there's no magic to flexible dieting either, because if you are only just eating what you want and saying, oh, I'm doing flexible dieting, but you are not in a calorie deficit, you're not going to lose weight, right? Or if you have a calorie macro goal, but you never consistently hit it, or you only log Monday through Friday and you don't track your food Saturdays and Sundays, you're not going to see results. It is something you need to be committed and consistent with. Now, is it something you have to do forever? No, of course not. 
you don't need to do it forever. But I do believe that for many people in the beginning, it is beneficial to at least track for an entire year. I know that sounds like a lot, but if you take an entire year tracking through different phases of dieting, learning you know how much it really feels to eat a certain amount of food, really understanding that when you look at a plate of food, you'll be able to get to that point where you're like, oh, I know there's enough protein on there because you've measured it for so long. Again, it's not something you have to do forever, but it's something you can use as a tool. And I always recommend that this is the first place that people start. So you know, if you've ever been curious, if you've ever been saying like, well, I eat really healthy, I eat really clean, but I can't lose weight, and you've never tracked your food, it's a very eye-opening experience. Many people tell me, wow, I had no idea I was eating that much. Or, wow, I really thought I was eating more than that. It looks like I'm not eating enough food, okay? So it can be a very eye-opening experience, but again, the reason I love it is because it promotes that food freedom, And because of that, it is something that you can do long term, okay? I don't see myself ever leaving macro tracking, even though I may take some breaks here and there because I've been doing it for so long, I can kind of shift to intuitive eating, which I'll save for a whole nother uh, podcast. But, you know, it's really important that you you get the habits, you get consistent with it first, um, and it can really just be such an amazing tool. So if I sound biased, it's because I am. This is the tool that I use to help my clients lose weight. And the beautiful thing is, uh, I have a client I'll brag about for a second, that she's down 12, 13 pounds now. And for the last five months, she lost the first 10 pounds by eating 300 grams of carbs a day. Sometimes she wouldn't even reach that amount, but anywhere from 260 to 300 grams carbs per day. And many days she was telling me, I don't know how I'm going to eat more. And she was losing weight. So this is the beauty of flexible dieting. It allows you to be able to eat more, eat the foods you love, to be in a dieting phase and still have a beer, to be in a dieting phase and still have cake, right? To be in a dieting phase and still go out to eat and have sushi and not have to order your food without the carbs in it. It gives you that flexibility. So if you want to learn more, if you want to know more about flexible dieting, I do have a foundations to fat loss bundle that you can purchase. And I have a couple uh, in there, macro tracking masterclasses. I have a master your macros ebook. I have a lot of resources. So if you're only curious about just learning that and you kind of want to dive into it on your own, send me a message and I'm happy to kind of show you that bundle and the masterclass and the ebook. Or if you want a coach to kind of guide you through it, then I do have one-on-one coaching for nutrition only or nutrition and training or training only. So hit me up because I do have Black Friday specials. I do have holiday specials coming up. So this is the perfect time of year to start. Um, And just, you know, message me on Instagram at Trisha Cicero or on Facebook. And yeah, keep me posted. Reach out to me if you have any questions. So I'm going to leave it at that, guys. Again, which diet is best for you? It's the one you can stick to long term. If you try any of those diets I listed earlier and you get two weeks into it and you can't stand it anymore and you feel like you're in a break, 
it's probably not the right diet for you. <laughs> if it's something you feel like you can keep as a part of your lifestyle, whether you're out to dinner with your family or it's during a holiday season or a busy time of your life and you can still stick to it and you can still make progress, then that is the diet that is the best for you. So that's it for today, guys. I hope you have a happy Thanksgiving if you're listening this week and I hope you have a great rest of your night, week, weekend, and I will talk to you all next week.